Welcome back to A People's Guide to Publishing. I'm Joe Beal, the founder and CEO of Microcosm Publishing and Distribution. I'm also the author of A People's Guide to Publishing, which distills what I've learned from selling millions of books over the past 25 years. I'm Ellie Blue. I'm the Editorial and Marketing Director here at Microcosm. We are an independent midlist publisher based in Portland, Oregon and Cleveland, Ohio. We have over 700 books, over 25 employees, and we make about 40 new books every year. And we distribute thousands of titles from other publishers. We started this podcast so that we can share what we've learned with newer publishers so that you can learn from our mistakes. Or maybe you just want to understand the publishing industry. This week, we are going to answer a reader question, which we are going to simplify greatly. And that reader question is... How do I come up with a name that I register and I'm not really like super into the government? So we're going to take this opportunity to answer their question, but also talk generally about publishing under a name that is not your legal name, whether that's a pseudonym, a non-diplume, or just your name. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some issues around that. I would say almost none of them are copyright issues, but is that... Uh, well, so backing it up a little bit, so in the United States and in most of the Western world, you, since the Bernie Convention, shout out to our dog Bernie, we have basically decided that publishing something is copywriting it. So the minute that you hit like post on your blog, that is you owning the contents of your blog post. So when you publish your book, you own your book. Like, you don't need to register that with anybody anywhere. It's a done deal. So when you publish your book under a name that's not your legal name, though, do you own your book? Yeah, because you would just need to be able to show the chain that you that you are the nom de plume or you are the pseudonym or the, like some way to demonstrate that it's you like you having the original files on your computer or, you know having a record or you know and in the more traditional publishing ecosphere that is done by you have a contract and the contract says something to the effect of like Joe Beale pub as Abner Smith will give world exclusive rights to you know Aeneas Press or whatever for this work and you know defined as this you know right got it so when you are a publisher you do need to make sure that the author's legal name is on the contract I mean you don't need to but it's it helps to show later that like we knew who we were working with mm -hmm. and this is what we agreed as who it would be publishing under I feel like the one other, um, this is a wonderfully simple answer to a very convoluted question, but I feel like the one other issue from a publisher's perspective is less of a legal issue and more of a privacy issue, um, because, mm. and this is something that I deal with a lot in my role as author liaison and person in charge of marketing, is, um, you know, working with authors who sometimes they go by one name and working with us, but they're published under another name, sometimes their legal name is like top secret and we like don't even have that in our databases um sometimes they change their name over the course of the book project yeah i mean you've probably seen this a lot uh, especially with you know trans people pre and post transition they'll have mm -hmm. like 
their former name mm -hmm. on, on some of their books, and they'll have their current name on some of their books. And, yeah. and it's a little confusing, because you're like, are these two people related? And then you're like, oh, indeed, they are the same person. Very related. So it's like a sensitive matter that you just need to like communicate and keep records about, and then just be like aware like especially as you get larger and potentially you have like other employees and you might have one person who writes the checks with everybody's legal names on it and another person who like sends out press releases and it can be really bad to get your wires crossed yeah like really really bad on those like somebody might get their check that they can't cash and now they're in dire financial straits or somebody's dead name might be put out into the world or somebody who's a kindergarten teacher might be outed for writing queer smut yeah. like there's just a lot of reasons to be cautious about that i'm not going to tell you how to set up your data systems but keep that in mind and a lot of them really are just as simple as like a person's passion project would have negative consequences for their day job or their public persona or their professional persona. And we've run into this so many times, especially for authors that we published sort of before the dominance of Google, where all of a sudden it's pretty easy to find out information about anybody that has a paper trail. Yeah. Whether they're, you know, trans or whether they did some salacious things in their young life that they just don't want their therapy clients to know about. <laughs> you know? I mean, but then there's also, like, some authors, like, it's not actually a privacy matter. Like, they're just trying to keep a different, you know, like, someone might have a different name they write romance versus mystery under. Mm -hmm. And the only way that you can know how important it is is to, like, talk to the author or on the side of privacy, kind of keep that conversation open in case things change. Because we've definitely had people come to us and be like, I no longer am concerned about privacy. Or they've come to us and been like, I'm applying for jobs as a therapist. I really need to... <laughs> I'm suddenly very concerned about privacy. Yeah, exactly. So, you know. And part of it, too, is, you know, it's just like... The initial question asker wanted to know about, like, how to register a trademark on a title without having to register a trademark on a title because... That seemed, I don't know, skeevy to them. The unfortunate matter, as you've probably encountered, because if you've ever, like, in Hollywood, there are two very similar movies called Deadfall. You know? Right. <laughs> like, for ex is a good example. I mean, we have so many examples of books on our shelves that have the same title, and yeah. there are a lot of authors who have the same name, and it's, like, the name they were given at birth. It's not even, you know... And so even, you know, and but I bring up Hollywood because I'm like, in Hollywood, it's an industry where there's, like, actual money to speak of, and right. it's, it's not, like, a matter of negligence, it's a matter of how the law is set up, and that way is that you cannot trademark a title, because otherwise everybody would trademark a title, and then they would trademark titles that they aren't using yet. Right, and there would be no titles left. Right, and then you would have to call your book ampersand but you would probably like that because that would be a good name so you would probably have to call your book I concrete think... which would be a bad name because concrete is really boring i've already taken that name i've already trained oh no Sorry. well <laughs> till next week when we have more bad news thanks for joining us once again please send your questions to podcast at microcosmpublishing.com so we can answer them on future episodes 
And please give us five stars on iTunes and everywhere else that podcasts are reviewed. You can find us on the internet at microcosm.pub. On Twitter at microcosm. On Facebook at microcosm publishing. On Instagram at microcosm underscore pub. And here in Portland, Oregon on North Williams Avenue. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week.